step into the sin bin. This is Penalty Box Radio. Four-time Best Sports Blog winner. With Justin Bradford. Three-time winner for Best Sports Reporter and Commissioner of the SECHC. And Glenn Blackwell. It's time to talk all things hockey in the Music City. Penalty Box Radio is on. Smashville's Best Sports Talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Welcome to Penalty Box Radio. This is Justin Bradford along with Glenn Blackwell. I also have Jonah Story, Peyton Turnage in here, Calvin Smith behind the glass, and it is the bye week blues here in Nashville. Predators haven't played since Saturday, and hey, it was a win. Yes, it a was. A Saturday victory in Smashville. How about that? Yep. That was like, a, it was just like a blast from the past because it used to be on Saturday nights, you couldn't come to Bridgestone without a really, really hard fought fight. To get a win if you're an opposing team. And they got one. And they got the Predators got one. So, so. the past week it was an interesting one for the Predators. They had that road trip and on, off, on, off. They win that 1-0 game against Winnipeg where you're like, oh, okay. They won a close game, a 1-0 game. That, that's great. And then lose to Edmonton. Edmonton does have their weapons. Okay. And it was also really cold. And then you come back home into Anaheim, and that's the kicker where it had everybody questioning things because they lose 4-2 at home to Anaheim. Their second lost Anaheim in a week and a half to one of the worst teams in the league that you shouldn't lose to. It just didn't look good. No, you know? it just didn't look good. <laughs> and then Saturday, you're like, oh, okay. They have Buffalo. They kind of had Nashville's number, it seemed, at times, especially in Nashville. That that weird stat of where Buffalo wins more in Nashville and Nashville wins more in Buffalo mm-hmm. seems flipped for everything. But then they get that win against Buffalo to head into the break, which is what you obviously want. So have a little bit of momentum going in because you're going to come back from the All-Star break and face a very tough Toronto Maple Leafs team mm-hmm. that has been killing it since their coaching change as well. And then you go right into a back-to-back. So it's all East Coast teams are going to have to play. So you have a home and then a back-to-back away. Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, and by the way, that Tuesday night, the twenty eighth, we're gonna have a live show what? up in, up in Gallatin, Lebanon mm-hmm. area as well at Cherokee Steakhouse. So you better make sure you come out and see us and listen. See us and listen and eat some great food. And also it'll be a slap shot right and uh, Preds Insiders as well. So three hours of hockey talk coming up there live. It's gonna be awesome. Really, really excited for that. So, anyways, they go into the break like that, and going into the break, it's still one of those things. Roman Yossi. Let's talk about him for a second. <laughs> I mean, where do we start? Where do we end? He's <laughs> he, doing it all. He He's the one player that's really, truly doing it all. He's over a point-per-game player right now. Mm-hmm. The Predators really haven't had that. <laughs> <laughs> so Really hadn't had that much lately. <laughs> so that's a really unique and an awesome sight to see as well because he, even though the new contract has not kicked in, he's mm-hmm. performing the way he's supposed to be performing. And. I was looking, <laughs> the look on Justin's face right now is really funny. I was looking at um, his shots today. Yeah. So, right, he's he's at 170 shots on goal right now. Mm-hmm. The next player underneath that is Philip Forsberg at like 130-something. And then it just goes down from there. So, this Norris-caliber defenseman is just leading the charge for this Nashville Predators team, which is fantastic, but at the same time, it's like, I would like to see those shot numbers from, from some of forwards? our, you know, maybe maybe a Forsberg, maybe a Ryan Johansson, maybe a Kyle Turris. I mean, 
it's Victor Arvidsson, Matt Duchesne. It's fantastic uh, what Vince Roman Yossi is doing, but this team cannot and should not depend on their defensemen to, to do that everything all the time. Right? Because the next person in terms of points, so Yossi forty eight, Philip Forsberg at thirty two points. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you just it leaves you longing for more Duchesne at 31 points yes it does because you look at some other teams and the way they're producing as well it's obvious this team needs more so we'll see after the bye week which gives players a chance to relax and, to recoup yep. get healthy Colton Sissons in Milwaukee for a condition assignment he was just skating he didn't play last yeah. night but it's uh, good but it's good that he it gets him an opportunity to skate moving. so he doesn't yep. get a vacation he just gets to go to cold Milwaukee mm. and to skate yeah that's, <laughs> that's what he gets to do uh, but hopefully now, gets him back on the ice feeling good so. and speaking of Milwaukee we're actually going to Rem Pitlick Preds prospect Rem Pitlick is going to join us in the next segment then University of Alabama and Huntsville head coach Mike Corbett will join us in the third segment so loaded show with guests but I want to switch gears because it's been a while since the Preds played and people already know. I mean, there's no sense in focusing on the Buffalo game when it was four days ago. Mm-hmm. What a tough day to be a mascot of anything. Right? Because if you are one in Philly, you're under a police investigation right now. Or if you're a peanut. Oh, yeah. You died. <laughs> you, you died. You sacrificed yourself mm-hmm. for the greater good mm-hmm. you know, so other people could live. You released yourself of a branch. When you got run off the road, apparently, and and you were blowing up. Oh, maybe he's still okay. Oh, what what a marketing ploy by planners! Yeah, to kill off your mascot over over a hundred years. I know. I mean, it's. I mean, so much of our childhood was died today. You know. I mean, I wouldn't call it my childhood. I would because so in my hometown, every year we had these hot air balloon races, right? And my mom used to crew with them, so she would go up in the balloons every year. So we would get there at like 5 a.m., everybody's getting their balloons ready, and every every year there was a Mr. Peanut balloon. (laughs) And I would look for his balloon every year because he was the most exciting balloon. Although I wanted my mom's crew to win, I was always had my eye on Mr. Peanut. He was the so. most exciting one? Yes. The other balloons were actually shaped like a hot air balloon. But Mr. Peanut shaped was like actually peanut. shaped like Mr. Peanut. So you so like those legumes a, up a, there yes. in the air. He was a huge part of my life. A huge legume? <laughs> a huge. A huge legume. Huge part. <laughs> Mr. Peanut, RIP for now, because we all know that's not going to stay true. Just like yeah, I hop. back. <laughs> I forgot about that. Marketing boys. But then on to serious news, you have Gritty or, shall we say, the person inside of Gritty. Wait. The person who plays Gritty. Yeah. In the the costume. The artist formerly known as Gritty. (laughs) Formerly known as Gritty. Or Jacob Voracek. Oh, God. Lo and behold, these guys chime in here with this one. But Gritty, under investigation for punching a 13-year-old in the back. Okay, it's hard not to laugh because I think of the squeaks like, (laughs) (laughs) like, you know he's coming, and I can't imagine the look on Gritty's face with his googly eyes and his big old hula hoop stomach. Yeah, just like, you know, sloshing around when he runs over there. Now, I read two different counts. I read one that he pushed him and one that he punched him. And then I also read that the father of this 13-year-old boy said that he had to go to the chiropractor that week because he was hurting and he had a big bruise on his back when he went to the doctor. Um, But the VP of risk management in Philly says that nobody around there that witnessed this has the same story. As the father has, so it was at a party or a birthday. It was like a yeah, it was like a yeah photo meet and greet. Yeah, meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, so yeah, apparently um, the last count that I read that was from the Philadelphia Inquirer was that the kid kind of knocked him on the head a little bit trying to mess with him in his costume. And as he got up and walked away, apparently Gritty just... The dad made it sound like he lunged at him and punched him in the back. So, okay. man. So now he's under police investigation for well, assaulting a 13-year-old This takes me back boy. to Gritty skating on the ice. And <laughs> when he was going up against a bunch of goalies, uh-huh. a child goalies, and he was just taking them out. <laughs> he was. On the ice, that. just going full-on kamikaze, taking them out because he, he's Gritty. Isn't that part of the risk of hiring Gritty for a mean greet? I mean, I he mean, is... His, his character, his persona is different than anyone you're going to find. Right, you league. know his shtick. Yeah. His shtick isn't to sit there, wave at you, give you and a give big you hug. hugs and love you. His shtick is to mess with you yeah. as much. Whoever you are, it could be a reporter mm-hmm. that he's standing right next to who's <laughs> live on TSN or something and messing with them the whole time. That's his shtick. Mm-hmm. So if you have a 13-year-old kid who's messing with him, greedy going to mess back. Homie, don't play that. <laughs> I remember, homie, don't play that. (laughs) We aged ourselves there. Oh, we did. Maybe, I mean, in his defense, you know, he's got big googly eyes. Maybe he, you know, didn't know he was about to push or punch a child. I don't know. It's hard to see. It's hard to see with those eyes, right? Okay, okay. I'm going to pose this question out there, and hopefully people reply on Twitter. Uh If you're the parent of a 13-year-old teenage boy, how many times have you at least imagined in your head of, I wish I could just shove him? (laughs) He's being a little punk. He's being a little punk. He's being a brat. Look at him flicking him on the head. Just- I mean, Jonah's only like two years removed from it. So <laughs> I am 19 years old. Okay. <laughs> but but for real, I'm curious to see how this goes because just with the way that Gritty knows, the person who plays Gritty knows how much publicity there is behind him. Still, mm-hmm. even, you know, mm-hmm. he's been around for a little bit. I can't imagine this happening and being the account of he actually attacked someone without. Yeah. I, I and, just, I can't well, see yeah, that and, and this, right now. Like you kind of going off what you said i mean this day and age everything is photographed everything's videoed there's yeah, always somebody who's, or something somebody has something yeah. rolling and it's very interesting too that none of the witnesses have the same story of what happened right. so that too and i mean it is weird like you said it's kind of it's almost approaching his one year anniversary Whew. you know maybe Great. somebody's just trying to take him out i don't know but oh. i wasn't there i didn't see it but it is very interesting i was not expecting to see that on twitter today <laughs> that gritty was under police investigation it's probably the penguins so. It's what? I wouldn't put it past Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Savage. You know, and they're just savage. And they're They're setting them up. They're They're, setting them up. They put them on the ice with the kids. It's Pittsburgh (laughs) and their their weatherman, not a meteorologist, but a weatherman. Mm, It's like, dude, you're not even a scientist. You just read what the scientists (laughs) tell you. And you're chirping on Twitter during the playoffs. Okay, bro, sit down. (laughs) I mean, a real meteorologist who actually studies this. So just reading the cue cards of it's going to be 85 today. Anyways. I can read. I can read. <laughs> but I, I just, I'm very curious. Can you imagine? Because again, I think it was Arpan Basu with uh, on Twitter. He even said, everything keeps saying gritty. You know, there's a person inside the costume yeah, who's actually going to be charged with something if it comes out. Yeah, but also think about <laughs> this. This actually made me laugh. So thinking about Gritty, his persona. We're talking about and Gritty. His, and his look, right? Right. So the dad made a comment that it was a lousy picture because Gritty didn't look at the camera. But then, <laughs> <laughs> he submitted the photo to the Philadelphia Inquirer and Gritty is doing what Gritty does and he's sitting there. Not looking directly at it, but like sideways, like, oh, badfamilyphotos.com. <laughs> so he complained that it was lousy because Gritty did not look at the camera, but 
with those eyes, does he ever look at the camera? You know? Gritty, gritty. Make eye contact. (laughs) No, with the other one. (laughs) So for better context on this, there's this amazing post by Gritty where he's wearing a money sign and he looks like a total G. And he says, I gritty the fool. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Next week, maybe we'll have an update. Maybe Mm -hmm. the person formerly known as Gritty is in jail. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. You hate to see it. (laughs) You you hate to see it, folks. All right. (laughs) Before we go to break, Glenn, it has been really cold in Nashville this week. Um, Like really, really cold. I mean, there were some flurries. Yeah, it flurried all day. It was like like 60 degrees colder than I would like. You know where it's not going to be below freezing? Ooh, where? Because I need to go. In the Gulf of Mexico this July on our hockey fan cruise. That is amazing. That's right. July 12th to 19th, Royal Caribbean Ships and Trips Travel and Penalty Box Radio are heading to Cozumel, Costa Maya, and Roatan, Honduras on a hockey fan cruising. Hey, guess what? We have a special guest coming with us. You just heard him on Smash for Live, Stu Grimson. The Reaper. The Grim Reaper is joining us on this cruise. We're going to have trivia nights with him. We're going to have Q&As with him. He's going to be on the ice. He's even saying, wait, I'm on. Uh, it's the off-season. I have to get on the ice with you. Yes, we have three skating sessions on this ship, private, just for our group. So lots of activities just for us and our group on HockeyFanCruise.com, sailing out of Galveston. We have all different kinds of things and activities that you get to enjoy with Stu Grimson, who just released a book. We had him on weeks ago. So you can ask him the questions you've always wanted to ask. Ask about Itsy Bitsy Spider if you really need to. You know, ask him anything you need to there. <laughs> but we're going to have the Grim Reaper join us on the Hockey Fan Cruise. So more information, HockeyFanCruise.com with Penalty Box Radio, Royal Caribbean, and Ships and Trips Travel. Okay, up next, Rem Pitlick, Preds Prospect, and Milwaukee Admirals Ford joining us next here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio and ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, Jonah Story, Peyton Turnage, and producer Calvin behind the glass. And, you know, we had a lot of mascot talk in that first segment. It was a lot. It was very heavy. So let's let's change it up. We're going to talk to Rem Pitlick now with Milwaukee Admirals, a Preds prospect. Rem, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. So, I mean, this season so far for the Milwaukee Admirals has been a blast to watch because – Y'all are killing it. <laughs> how how fun has it been for you to be a part of this mock Admiral season up to this point? Yeah, it's definitely been fun. Um, yeah, like you said, we're having a great year and uh, winning a bunch of games, but obviously we need to continue that. Um, you know, obviously with my first year pro, um, there's a lot of things that are that are a change for me, and obviously being on a winning team doesn't really hurt either, so it, it makes life a little bit easier in that sense. You know, coming to the rink, the guys are – um, you know, everyone's just usually in a better mood, so it's just kind of made, uh, personally, uh, a transition better as well for me. But, yeah, it's great, and uh, we're all excited, but we know that our work's not done. Hey, Rim, from you have 13 goals and 13 assists, and a lot of people would say that's an unlucky number, but you have 26 points right now. So my question is, from college to the professional level, how has your game transitioned into the high point it is now? Um, I think obviously, like, you know, I, I've kind of experienced, uh, it seems every level that I've played at, uh, you know, whether it's junior or college and, and now this year, it's obviously, it's a little bit of an adjustment at the beginning. There's a lot of, um, 
you know, new faces that you're, you're meeting and new systems, new coaches, you know, them telling you certain ways to play. And um, there's just a lot of things that you, you need to try to figure out as a person. And I think, um, you know, with any new adjustment in life, you got to, you know, take the good advice for what it is and kind of, you know, figure out what you don't necessarily uh, resonate with and just, you know, try to find your way, um, you know, into the puzzle. And it's definitely been an adjustment, but I think um, obviously, you know, I, I come to work every day and um, I think it's, you know, I'm just going to continue to do that. And that's all I can ask, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect, but I know that if I take care of my process and, you know, continue to have that open mind and, um, know what works best for me, but yet always want to be learning and working hard. Um, you know, that's all I really can ask myself. And Rem, I want to expand on that and dig a little bit deeper, looking at your game, where it's come from and where it is now, but what is that day-to-day process like for you as a player to continue to excel and to also continue to grow in those areas that you're wanting to grow? Um, there's, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that I do, obviously, um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it all, but, uh, you know, I, I take this, this game very seriously. Obviously, it's been a passion of mine since I was little, but I know it's my job, too. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Obviously, I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I, I'm happy to be in the AHL, but my goal is to one day play in the NHL. And um, I'm doing everything I can to do that, whether it's, um, you know, talking with different, um, you know, skills coaches off the ice. Obviously, I talk to my coaches here and just, um, you know, try to take care of all facets of life, whether it's sleep, nutrition, um, you know, meditation, all these different things. I think, you know, everything matters in life. It all, it, it all kind of contributes to, um, you know, this oneness, this wholeness. And, um, you know, I try not to neglect other aspects of life because I know if I'm, you know, I'm doing my best in all other areas as well, it's only going to lead to better on my success. But as far as the hockey stuff, obviously watch, watching lots of videos, talking with different people and, um, you know, doing my best to work on my skills after practice and watch them on the video, whether it's NHL teams or my own shifts, all those types of things. I think, um, you know, I try to be a student of the game and a student of life as well. And, um, you know, awareness is, is a really big uh, importance in my life. And that really shows how much the game has changed and players as well and how serious they're taking and the passion behind the game, being a student of the game like that, Rem. So thanks for enlightening us a little bit more on that as well. Again, Rem Pitlick, the Milwaukee Admirals, Natural Predators prospect joining us. And, and Rem, Carl Taylor being head coach, when, when he came in, he was really all about development and making sure he could get players ready for that next step to the NHL. What's it been like playing under Carl Taylor in Milwaukee? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, learning a lot. Just obviously, it's a new, a new face and a new style and um, different things that he wants. Um, you know, you got to fit into that piece on the team, and obviously, you bring what you um, can bring as a player as well. So it's kind of that balancing act. And um, you know, he's been very open with communicating, and I appreciate that. And uh, you know, just everyone in general, I really um, enjoy playing for the Admirals. My teammates have been great, and uh, yeah, it's been a good process, and I'm continuing continuing to learn every day. And so you're getting a little bit away just from the, the on-ice stuff as well. Playing in Milwaukee, not too far away from the hometown uh, over in Minnesota. Is, is that a nice feeling to know that you're actually fairly close to home, that you could have family come and watch you if they want to? Yeah, it's, uh, it's obviously nice to have, you know, people being able to come and watch. My mom's been here, my dad's been here, and uh, actually my my uncles, uh, or one of my uncles, lives close, so they've been able to come into town. And, uh, yeah, it's obviously always very nice to connect with uh, your loved ones. That's, you know, the most important thing, you know, those those relationships. So it's it's really awesome that they're able to come and um, be a part of my life still. And got to ask, is there going to be a REM pit like bobblehead night anytime soon? Because I want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea how that stuff works. So. 
<laughs> so Ram, keep off, keep away from hockey and everything too. We want to obviously give people even more of a chance to get to know you and everything as well. So when you're not playing hockey, are there any TV shows that you currently kind of binge watching or ones that are really hot for you right now? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't watch TV shows. Okay, all right. Okay, and, and Ram, I oh, asked. Yeah, I'm not going to enlighten you there. I'm no, no, not no, a that's, all, guy. that's all right. I'm going to give a hard time about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you another chance to enlighten us, and I've asked a few players this, so I want to know: Do you think a hot dog is a sandwich? Because I've never oh, let this goodness. down. I've never let it down, and I like to know people's answers. Do I think a hot dog is a sandwich? Mm-hmm. I, I do not. That does oh, that doesn't yes. come to my head when I think of a hot dog. Now I want to rim bobblehead. I agree with you. So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you earned bonus points with Glenn right there. <laughs> Just, Justin thinks it is so. So so I got right. so, so I got to say, especially like during development camp and during training camp, you you earned a reputation of being just a really good guy. Uh, and what was always really funny is that when everybody's grouping around you in a scrum how you would not know that everybody wants to talk to you it was just always so hilarious as well Mm. is that just one of those things where you just you know kind of always in your zone after a practice or anything i mean i don't know like (laughs) i i don't i try not to read into like you know obviously i see them there but i don't like just ask me i don't know like i i like to be sometimes like straightforward that way like if you wanted like i'm ready to go like i I don't know i don't want to I don't even know. It just I, that, that makes me laugh. I forgot about that. Like, if you want to talk to me, just say, "Hey, Ram, can you talk to me?" Like, I don't know. That's just kind of how I was thinking about it. Well, I'll, I'll remember that for ne- I'll remember that for your call up. Then is is just right. to say, "Hey, let's chat. Let's chat here." So straightforward. Right. So be, being in Milwaukee as well too. There's a lot of different foods sometimes up there too. Is there anything kind of stands out to you that you that you've liked about Milwaukee in terms of food? Or you kind of just stick to your meal plan with what you have since you are such a student of the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I cook a lot, but uh, I'm trying to think uh, what I've eaten. Um, or cheese curds, any, any of those squeak, squeaky cheese curds? No, I haven't done any of that. Like, oh, honestly, I, I found this good little, I mean, this isn't Milwaukee. I, I don't know, I like Vietnamese food, so there's oh, this one okay. little uh, Vietnamese restaurant that uh, is close to the chiropractor that I go to, and so... I don't know, I really like Vietnamese food. I like pho in the winter, and I oh, like yeah. uh, like the rice noodle salads, bun. Um, or like the, whatever there, I don't know if it's called bun. Bun is like the sandwich. I'm not really sure. There's yeah. like the, the rice noodle salads I like. There we go. Um, so I really, I really like those. See, we definitely did learn something. You enlightened us right there. Yeah. We really did learn something. Well, well, Ram, I know we, we know we're a little bit random here, but we'd always love to learn more about players. So we definitely appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Folks, Rem Pitlick, the third round pick for the National Predators and also a really, really good Milwaukee Admirals forward right now who is 26 points right now for the Milwaukee Admirals who are first in the West and just roaring through mm-hmm. through all of the AHR now. First in the AHL, they have a huge lead in their division too. So Carl Taylor, Milwaukee Admirals, Rem Pitlick doing such a fantastic job right there. So it's really exciting to see these Love Preds to prospects. See that. Oh yeah. And he's such a good guy. Yeah, he's so he was fun so to fun to. to talk to. He's so fun to talk to. And, and again, in scrums, it was always so nice. He'd just be sitting there and taking taking his gear off and everything. You have a, like four or five people standing around, and he looks up. Oh, do you want to talk to me? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, well, just tell me next time. <laughs> and I, I, I really do appreciate how vocal he is about just overall wellness as oh, a human yeah. being, being such a huge aspect of the game. Absolutely. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but not very many people talk about that. Oh, yeah, and you can tell that professional sports have, are in his family. Because mm-hmm. it shows just as well because that he's had so many cousin, 
Mm-hmm. Every dad, seen everything like this, hand. seen it firsthand how important it is to take care of yourself yep. if you want to have a good long career and incredibly important. And it's very oh, yeah. powerful that <clears throat> that he opens up, you know, and and talks about that because a lot of people don't. Like I said, oh yeah, so. and there's no doubt that he's going to have his chance at a call up, and as that's well. why he's doing so well. Is that he is he's taking, taking all those right steps? Game. Yeah. So I want, I want, awesome. we're going to want to learn more about his student in the game stuff because students of the game. They, they, they learn a lot, and there's a lot in their head yep, and the, about the game itself. Yeah, and the key about that is that they know they never stop learning exactly. because they're always going to grow their game. Exactly. They, not, they don't just think, oh, I got this. I'm good. I've scored a lot of goals. They just say, what mm-hmm. can I do next? Yep. What else can I still learn? So when he has his call up or during development camp, I know I have some things to ask him just about mm-hmm. general manager type stuff, too. Yeah. He's doing the game. There, he has some opinions. The GMJB. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. Up next, we're going to switch to college hockey and talk with Mike Corbett, the head coach of the University of Alabama in Huntsville Chargers. Up next here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 1025 The Game. Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, Peyton Turner, Jonah Story, producer Calvin. Let's talk some college hockey. We're waiting to get Mike Corbett on the line here. Peyton Turnage is the voice of the University of Alabama in Huntsville. Well, when he's not coughing, he's the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Peyton. It is this has been one of those seasons that has been interesting. For UAH, because we've seen in seasons past, we were talking about this off air, that it's not like they're getting blown out in every game. They're in almost every game. They're a very young team. There's a lot of freshmen playing on this team, and they're really close. So what are you seeing out of this to where they're so close sometimes where they might lose a one or two goal game, and they're in the game sometimes, but just can't get over the hump? Well, not only staying in all these games, but also against top opponents, too. Twice this season... They played the number one team in the nation, and they were both Minnesota State and then uh, just recently with North Dakota. And in all those games, they were tied in the third period. So, And then they'll go the next week and maybe you know lose to a, a team that may be one or two spots above them in the WCHA. So it's really, it's really frustrating. It's really confusing, too, how they can stay so close against these top teams, and then they'll play somebody lesser, and they still just can't quite lock it down. Uh, Coach Corbett has said that, Right now, he feels like they're kind of a 50-minute team where they play great for 50 minutes, but somewhere in there is a 10-minute stretch where things go wrong. So it's just little things that are, you know, this team just can't quite put it together in the end. And do you think that's because of the youth, that they're they're so close because there's so many freshmen playing? Which Which to me, when it comes to obviously college athletics, when you have that many young people playing, that's understandable to where you're building something. Definitely. Um just for reference, everybody, like, I think this team, basically half the team is freshmen. Uh, the majority of the defense is made up of freshmen. There's a freshman backup goaltender. So it's it's mainly an underclassman squad, and there's a lot of growing pains. A lot of these guys come from the BCHL league, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they've been winners in places they've been, but now, you know, they're still young. They're still growing into their skin, and there's definitely a, an, an element of uh, youth and inexperience playing into it. And so, we we coming off of what happened last week, where you they have the tie, 
They're so close. They, they lose the first game in Alaska Anchorage. So, th- first of all, that's a really long trip. Very long. The longest road trip you could have. Going to Alaska Anchorage, and so they lose the first game 5-1. Okay, the next game they tie it, and they lose in, what, three on three? Is that So So they get a point, right? Yeah. <laughs> Out of this as well, but it's got to be frustrating because, again, they're so close to getting over that little bit of a hump right there as well. And then coming in now, they're going to be playing Michigan Tech. Uh, next weekend as well as they get luckily they get the week off to recoup from the alaska trip as well and there's not much time left in the season really for them to climb up at least to make playoffs to be into the top eight because that's what you have to be is in the top eight and right now in terms of points they're six points behind ferris state so there's a lot of catching up they have to do right even if it's just six points that's still a very large gap that's two Basically, you know, it's two full games. And that's just an entire weekend. That's just a ninth. Alaska Anchorage is at 18 points. And UH has still got some big opponents down the stretch. I mean, their last game, two-game stretch is against uh, Bowling Green, who's always been a top echelon team in the WCHA. And they've got Minnesota State towards the end. So the road to the finish is not easy for them, and they need to lock down wins. They don't want to be known as the the one-win team, which unfortunately it's where they are now. Well, and the frustrating part about that as well is because of what happened in the offseason about – all these teams leaving the WCHA, and UAH also filed for that too, just for safe for safekeeping, just in case, so they have their options open as well. Because we don't know what's going to happen in a couple years with that. Yet they still have these plans for the on ice for the on uh, campus rank as well, which would be huge for recruiting. So there's there's so many question marks, and, and that's what's frustrating. They just need a few more wins, and because people are looking at that record. And they're not seeing how close some of these games have been or where they've had a lead against some of these top teams. They've had a lead. And not just a lead for a few minutes, but a lead for a little, for a period or so. So it shows that they can hang. They just can't hang for the full 60. And I'm sure it's got to be a little frustrating for them, too. Very frustrating. And, and people overlook the talent that they have and the talent that's coming up, too. Uh, the. Uh, we love UAH hockey people that do a good job of keeping track of the prospects that are coming up. There's a kid from Columbus, Ayo Adenaye, that's going to be coming up next year. And a lot of people compare his game to Seth Jones. So there, there is mm. something building here. But uh, like you say, the record just doesn't quite reflect that. But if you watch this team on a night-in, night-out basis, you kind of see what they're made of. So it's just, again, it's frustrating. They're there. They're close. They just can't quite lock down the W. And aside from just having the one win notch under the belt, I just think that this is something that kind of like Predators fans can relate to when you're when you're looking at the team and you're saying, well, they're they're doing the right things. They're just ending up on the wrong side of the scoreboard, you know. And so I guess that's got to be difficult. And this is something I definitely want to be able to talk to Coach about if we get him through the line tonight, you know, is just that that process that he must be going through to try to get that to the guys. Like, hey, look, we're all we're individually playing great, but we kind of need to play as a team and win those games as a team it's definitely not a coaching thing i'm gonna put that out there now i mean i've seen a few people call for his head this is not coach corbett's fault he is Mm -hmm. doing a fantastic job and there's something to say about having a good person behind your bench too which he definitely is so definitely not his fault at all it's just again there's a lot of inexperience playing into it and boy uh kind of hit me right in the feels comparing that to the to the preds it's it's very true and again, Peyton Turnage joining us. He is the play-by-play voice of the University of Alabama and Huntsville Chargers as we're still waiting to get Coach Corbett on the line here. So luckily we have another expert on this team <laughs> <laughs> who's in there calling these games. So, oh, you just sound so exhausted. I know, so, so <laughs> exhausted. Wasn't quite We've just this, run your mouth so much. The good thing about Coach Corbett is, though, you ask him a question, he will give you a very honest answer. It's kind of been mind-blowing, some of the responses he gives me. So. Imagine him off the air. 
he's he's well, completely that's one thing honest. That that's we, come on, coach, call us yeah, back. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> one thing that we've always appreciated about talking to him is you're going to get the raw answer from him. He's not going to sugarcoat. He's not going to skirt around stuff. So when you ask him a question, be prepared to get the actual answer. I'm going to guess he's never used the word pucks in deep outside of a practice. That's just my guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, Peyton, what we see so much from this team as well throughout the years is that a lot of these guys actually go on to play some level of pro. I mean, we've seen Josh Kessner go all the way up to the AHL level, which is really impressive. And plenty of these guys have played in the ECHL, plenty have played SPHL, but especially ECHL. So they've had some pro careers going on. Anybody stand out to you on this team that you think, especially the seniors, that once their season's done, they're actually going to be able to sign a contract and play some pro hockey? Uh, I mean, there's not very many seniors right, right now, no, but but you do. I, I do want to backtrack though to guys from before. We got to give a shout out to uh, Josh Kessner and Brandon Saunier. They were both selected for the uh, ECHL All Star Game. So, oh yeah, yeah, very good, very good for them. Uh, I think, my gosh, there's probably like what five or six guys now that are that are uh, in the ECHL, so it's building. I mean, you could build a UAH alumni roster on NHL 20 right now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which is something. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool just to see that. Uh, but so, the, yeah, like you said, in terms of seniors, there I'm counting Connor James, Sean Rappelier, Austin Bolio, and Brandon Salerno. Bolio, <laughs> yeah, I would say Bolio's a pretty good finisher, good playmaker. He could definitely be an asset to an ECHL squad. Connor James is a very mobile defenseman, very good on the power play. So, yeah, definitely those two guys could be a big contributor. And I hope that, that they definitely get plenty of pro time because they deserve it. All right, so let's let's move on to some other college hockey. and College up, hockey. College hockey. <laughs> and first of all, I want to on-air congratulate Peyton because I recently promoted him to our director of broadcasting for Penalty Box Radio. <laughs> You just did that to yourself. Oh, Thank you, Calvin. God beautiful. bless you, sir. <laughs> so, Peyton's been taking... Hello, oh I like money. <laughs> there ain't no money involved in that. No money. <laughs> no. Uh, so, gas money. Gas money, right. But in terms of college hockey, the SECHC tournament, the Southeastern Collegiate Hockey Conference tournament, is coming up February 7th to 9th. And that's in Fordyce Center in Bellevue. So, the new rank there, eight teams in the SECHC. So, teams like... Arkansas, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida Atlantic, Ole Miss, Auburn, or Tennessee most likely will be playing there. Georgia Tech, yeah, Calvin's wearing his He's got his he's sweater got on. They're pretty good. So, yeah, pretty good, pretty good teams and a lot of fun to be going there. But we're going to be broadcasting every game, Peyton. You're helping put that together. Every game. Ten games, uh, looking at maybe hopefully five broadcasters. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to myself. Mr. Jonah sitting next to me, Jonah Story, Jordan Simony, Jack Woods, oh. Sam Fleming. So, uh, it's going to be great, and I guess just we're going to set everything up on Facebook Live like we did last yeah, year. Yeah, we're going to have a live video stream for all those games as well, if you can't make it, but how it's just to come out to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. These student-athletes are playing their hearts out to try to win their conference championship, and now the com- the compete level is going to be absolutely insane when you think that we have 16 teams in the conference and now only the top eight make it, where you used to be ever, all eight. The one-versus-eight game was always like a 10 nothing, 10 to 2 throw right, game, yeah. and now you're really going to see like a real – challenge which i guess arkansas is most likely going to be number one and so they can't sleep through that first game no and the first game is going to be most likely against a very hungry auburn or tennessee team tennessee who last year was the eight seed just because they were the last in the conference and they were playing with a chip on their shoulder all season to make the tournament and speaking with one of their seniors that has now graduated he said i guarantee you're making the tournament next year even out of the 16 teams. That's the Mark Messier treatment. <laughs> so, and Graham Northern, he's the one that gave that big shot. He's like, we're going to make it. And so they, and, and looks like we're, the rankings are coming out tomorrow night, looks like, 
will determine those top eight. So we'll have the full schedule there. But you can find more information on the Predators website, as more information on the 2020 SECHC tournament, and then even on Facebook as well, because we're really excited for that. It's February 7 to 9 at Ford Ice Center in Bellevue. And tickets for a full day pass are only 15 bucks. So you get four games Friday and Saturday each, and then third place championship game, $15. It's not club hockey, folks. I mean, this is like legitimately. This, this, I always say it's March Madness meets the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> and these kids, because they don't realize that it can affect them later in life, they love to hit. <laughs> they love to hit God. pretty big. <laughs> you ain't kidding. It is fast paced. It is really heavy hitting, very physical, and it is a lot of fun to watch. So I implore you to all come out there. Lots of volunteers, too. And I know Goodwood Hockey is going to be out there. Uh, MD Media is going to be out there taking some some drone footage for us. So I just can't wait to, to showcase these college athletes. Did we have a guy from Canada come a couple years ago? He's coming back again. Ryan oh, Poirier, yeah, baby. Ryan Poirier with the Varsity Journal. Yeah, They're bringing three people. Three journalists are coming from Canada to come cover this event. That's how big of a deal it is to them. Come out, folks. Yeah, so come out for that. Okay. Well, we unfortunately were not able to get Mike Corbett on the line, but we had Peyton Turnage in studio. Thank you for texting me, Peyton, and inviting yourself to come tonight. Hey, anytime. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> and so up next, we are going to answer a bunch of Twitter questions. Some of it may involve mascot questions. We shall see. That's all up next here on Penalty Box Radio, ESPN 1025 The Game. Here in ESPN 1025 The Game, Justin Bradford, Glenn Blackwell, Jonah Story, Peyton Turnage, producer Calvin behind the glass. And Spinning jams that Jonah's dad wants to know yeah. about. He wants to know what that song is. Yeah. Jonah's dad, which one? The this, one I played prior? or That this one. one. Both songs, actually. Oh. oh, man. Well, okay. The last one. Do you remember the Catch Me Outside? How about that, girl? Oh, yeah. Oh, how can I forget? That is Bestie by Bad Baby. So bad I'm sorry baby. in advance. Wow. So there's a there's well, a dub a baby, a bad baby, and a little baby. There's a bad baby, no, no. a little baby, dub and baby, baby, and dub yes. baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I gotta oh, keep them all right. straight. Wow. Yeah. The okay. other one was uh, the other one was Godzilla by Eminem. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, record breaking. Good to know. And that yes. was America's yes. favorite new game show. Name that Calvin song. <laughs> Wow. 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 We fun. You're so white dad. <laughs> I wish I could have seen his face. You know how much rejection I face every day? <laughs> I just I swear to God, man, drops. I thought that was food fight. <laughs> I just Speaking revamped of... all the drops, so I'm, I'm locked oh. and loaded. You were so ready for that one? That's great. Get one ready. I feel like it's a morning show sometimes here. <laughs> Get one ready. Here we go. This is a dumb thing found on Pred's Facebook. Y'all ready for this? Oh, yes. Here we go, here we go. Maybe R A R E. Maybe our players are quitting because fans have become so critical. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. Dang it, Bobby. Maybe R. Maybe our players are quitting. Maybe R. Not R. Maybe they're quitting because we're thinking critically about them. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I love how there was just silence. And then luckily he'd get the drop in. <laughs> My God, are you still talking? <laughs> how 
how many hate kill drops you have, Calvin? <laughs> I haven't even uploaded them all yet. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. I, I do need some propane. All right. Dang old mega logo shut boom, up. man. Keep your mouth shut. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let's get to Twitter questions here. Uh, Jack is asking, boy, we're getting serious here. Is John Hines, quote unquote, right shot mentality for shoot first, ask questions later for players like Victor Arvidsson? Oh, okay. I had to make sure I read the question right. He's asking, <laughs> is that the right mentality for? Right. I think so. I mean, like we actually were talking about shots earlier. I think that, I mean, the more you put yourself out there and the more chances that you take, the more chances you have of putting the puck in the back of the net. So if if it's a system that seems to work, go with it. I think that it's fine to try because you have nothing to lose. I mean, keep trying different things, trying to figure out what works. But I, me personally, I'm not an NHL coach. But I think that, you know what, like, don't waste any of those precious seconds deciding if you're going to if you're going to pass, do whatever. Just in some cases, if it feels right, just do it. All right. Okay. This one comes from Gamma Chad. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What do you mean? African or European? (laughs) And technically, if it's European, there's math. Done. It's like 24 miles an hour. Knights of knee. I don't know anything about the African. (laughs) Rest in in peace, Terry Jones. Rest in peace, Terry Jones. Monty Python. Thank you, Gamma Chad, for that one. Okay, this one is coming from this one's coming from Gumpy. So I'm going to pose this out to whoever can answer this first. Okay. Hopefully, you didn't cheat. Mm In the film Threat Level Midnight, (laughs) as Michael Skarn (laughs) is training for the NHL All-Star Game, his trainer gives him what item to train with instead of a stick, and what is the name of his trainer? I don't remember the name of the trainer, but I know what he gives him. What is it? Do you remember the name of the trainer? He gives him a mop to mop (laughs) the ice, (laughs) and he's actually Instead of a Zamboni, boys and girls. (laughs) No one knows the name of the trainer? Gritty? I cannot remember to save my life. Not no, because, yeah. I can't remember the name of the trainer. It's okay. We'll see. Gump will have to put it out there on Twitter for us. Okay. Hey, Gump stumped me. Yep. But not but only, half the only half. Yes. Only half. Yeah. Okay. Andrew asks, under the radar trade target, Evander Kane. He is, I don't know about that one, boys. <laughs> That's why I said under the radar. I'm not going to push for it, but, but it's one of those things like... trouble when you walked in. Oh, my gosh. Shame on me that uh-uh. I took you to places you've never been. Okay, hey. Now You're talking like a song from now. The Lion King. Stop that. It makes no sense. Evander Kane, though, with him, he's the kind of player that the Predators have not really had in a while. And I'm not going to push for it, but I'm just going to say, I was talking with Jay Levin about it, is that mm-hmm. he's the kind of player that he gets under player skins a lot. Mm-hmm. He gets suspended sometimes, but he has a physicality at times as well. So that's, that's why I say under the radar. It's like, I don't think it's a target. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to push for it at all either, But because I'd rather see them solidify the third parent on defense more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I when you say it like that, I can see that. The name, not as much, right? Like, I would never just be sold on that name. But, right, right the type too. of, yeah, and the type of player that he is, okay, maybe. But, yeah, I right. hadn't really entertained that thought. Travis Hamannick. Oh, okay. okay. But it's not where he wants to play, is it? Remember, he made that trade request where he wanted to play closer to home, right? Well, he's going to be a free agent this summer, right? Oh, well, if he's, you know, if it's a rental, you never know. We're talking about players that really get under players' skins. And one of my favorite players that uh, a lot of people don't like but i've always loved no matter where he is and i'm gonna get hate for this so i'm ready spit ryan, it out ryan reeves 
I think Ryan Reeves would be a great. Do you think they'd trade him though? Oh heck no! They love him there. Going on a cup run <laughs> with DeBoer. <laughs> okay, it would have to be a soul for a soul type of trade. It would, <laughs> it would have to be like Austin, Austin Watson for Ryan Reeves. Whoa, 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 they're not on the same level. Yeah, no, they're not. And Saturday Ryan night. Reeves is is higher. And that in terms yeah. of the ability to accomplish the kind of player he wants to be. And I don't really know they want to sell their soul right now when you say a soul for a soul. soul. for a soul. It's yeah. like Red Skull over here. Yeah. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay. Uh, Tater Talk is asking, are you in, everyone in, and Nashville SC? Hey, go get it. Go get it. I go know it's coming up. It. It's coming. It's coming up. Go in and support Nashville SC there. Then, that's, <laughs> this one comes from Stefan. Who's winning the Super Bowl? I think the 49ers are going to take all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody I mean, they've, they've, G, looked like, they've looked I like I believe it's going to be that boy, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. All right. But Niners looking good. Yeah. And they've been consistent looking good. So we'll see. All right. This one comes from Boyd. Uh, does Benadryl or EpiPen have a mascot? Oh, my God. <laughs> or Mr. Peanut. Oh, oh. <laughs> I missed it. I love everybody looks so shocked. I was like, wait, am I reading it right? Did you read it right? Oh, that was great. Well oh done, Boyd. From, this from, 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 comes from Kyle. Who do you think will be our most productive forward post-All-Star break till season's end? Hopefully. February is coming. Yeah, February is coming. Yep. It better be Forsberg. That is my, that's my hope. That and Ryan Johansson. Actually, or, can we get both? Well, can we get I would say Forsberg and Duchesne. Duchesne, yeah. Duchesne living up to his con- his contract when he signed here, yeah. and the way he finished the season in Columbus. That that to, to, so. to me, I mean, and the thing is, even Gover's pointed out so much before that that was above average for him performance mm-hmm. what he did in Columbus. But there's no reason why he can't do it here. Because granted, yeah. there's a lot of talent on the on the line he was playing with. You know, Panarin. Okay. Yeah. But there's plenty of talent here that he could have that type of performance. So obviously they all need to step it up. But those three, mm-hmm. even Victor Arvidsson, I mean. All these players yeah. have to step it up more than what they're performing at right now in order for them to make the playoffs and be any sort of successful in the postseason. And they don't have a lot of time to do it, so they have to get right on the jump as soon as they're back from the break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So last question real quick here from our friend Ads Roundtable. feel like Nash could be heading toward the trade deadline in position better suited to be sellers than buyers. If so, should Nashville sell big, hard reset on the team, sell small, move a name or two, or stand still, changing nothing with the current team? If they're going to do that, I say sell small. Try to get something in return to where you can still potentially make the playoffs to make that money and say you made the playoffs instead of being complete sellers. If you're going to sell, I think I would rather you sell in the offseason. Yep, I totally agree. There would be no reason right now why this team should have a big sell and try to re- hit reset. Yet. I think it's really going to come back to this next six games after the All-Star break. That is really what's going oh, to sure. determine uh, if they're buyers or sellers. And that was a big that was a big thing they talked about. On Porsche show before us, that's a huge topic that they talked about. If you're going to go negatives in these next few games, you're going to be a seller. But if you're going to go positive, you might be a buyer. Who knows? They're out of their earth-shattering trades. I think they've made enough earth-shattering <laughs> trades. They don't have enough cards <laughs> left in the deck. So if something happens, it's got to be on a small scale. Right. And then last sorry, last question. Got to get this one in for Catherine. In what ways can the team use the break to improve the performance? Historically speaking, Russ has not been the best friend of theirs. I say, I've- if anything, getting healthy. Get healthy, but also make that rest a friend of yours. Yeah, make it Change a friend of Change the pattern. Yours. Make it, make it, it worthwhile for you. But get healthy. Use it wisely and 
and get back Cold out there and be getting ready. healthy adds yep. the depth, even though Colin Blockwell's thing has fit in nicely for him, even Yakov mm-hmm. Trenin when he was up. And then, obviously, Ryan Ellis, just more time for him to get healthy, having the bye week and the all-star break for Ellis to get healthy because he's desperately, desperately missed because he was actually performing pretty well before he yep. got injured to mm-hmm. work right with Yossi as well. So, okay, we had a, we had a lot of fun this show. That was and a little, little bit of everything. Yeah. A little bit did. of everything. Okay. Miss anything? PenaltyBoxRadio.com. High school hockey coverage, college hockey coverage, Predators coverage, everything you need. PenaltyBoxRadio.com. For producer Calvin, Peyton Turnage, Jonah Story, Glenn Blockwell, this is Justin Bradford. Thanks for listening to Penalty Box Radio here on ESPN 1025 The Game.